So we are doing th- chapter 36 from the Srimad Bhagavatam and uh, <clears throat> it's talking about the slaying of Arista, the bull demon. Last week we had done about the gopis sings of Krishna. How devotion is uh, arisen in the gopis in the form of you know how love and devotion comes up. I... So let us do this chapter 36 from Srimad Bhagavatam chapter I mean Canto 10 part 2. Sukhdev Goswami said that demon Arista then came to the cowherd village. Appearing in the form of a bull with a large hump, he made the earth tremble as he tore it apart with his hooves. Arista Sura bellowed very harshly and pawed the ground. With his tail raised and his eyes glaring, he began to tear up the embankment with the tip of his horn every now and then, passing a little stool and urine. My dear king, clouds hovered around sharp-horned Arista Sura's hump, mistaking it for a mountain. And when the cowherd men and ladies caught the sight of the demon, I think uh, Kalpana ma'am wants an invite or something. Okay. And she is sending invite. I don't know why. <coughs> Can this be had addressed? In the beginning, because everybody who sends messages and joins like this late, you know, it becomes disturbing. <clears throat> My dear king, clouds hovered around sharp-horned Arista Sura's hum, mistaking it for a mountain and when the cowherd men and ladies caught sight of the demon, they were struck with terror. Indeed, the strident reverberation of his roar so frightened the pregnant cows and women that they lost their fetuses in, mas- in miscarriage. The domestic animals fled the pastures in fear. O king and all the inhabitants rushed to Lord Govinda for shelter, crying Krishna Krishna. <clears throat> when the Supreme Lord saw the cowherd community distraught and fleeing in fear, he calmed them saying, don't be afraid. And then he called out to the bull demon as follows. You fool, what do you think you are doing? You wicked rascal, frightening the cowherd community and their animals when I am just here to punish corrupt miscreants like you. Having spoken these words, the infallible Lord Hari slapped his arms with his palm, further angering Arista with the loud sound. The Lord then casually threw his mighty serpentine arms over the shoulder of a friend and stood facing the demon. Thus provoked, Arista pawed the ground with one of his hooves and then with the clouds hovering around his un- unpraised tail, furiously charged Krishna. Reminds you of the bullfights, no? Of, you see in all the movies, huh? Zindagi na milegi dobara and all that, bullfights. <laughs> but this is a huge bull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let us complete the story. Then we will come to the meaning of it. Pointing the tips of his horn straight ahead and glaring menacingly at Lord Krishna from the corners of his bloodshot eyes. Arista 
rushed towards him at full speed like a thunderbolt hurled by Indra. The Supreme Lord Krishna seized Arisha Suru by the horns and threw him back 18 steps just as a king elephant might do when fighting a rival elephant. Now think about it. There is this young boy and there is a mighty bull charging towards him. So he catches hold of him and throws him back 18 steps. Thus repulsed by the Supreme Lord, the bull demon got up and breathing hard and sweating <coughs> sweating all over his body again charged him in the mindless rage. As Arista attacked, Lord Krishna seized him by the horns and knocked him to the ground with his foot. The Lord then thrashed him as if he were a wet cloth and finally he yanked out one of the demon's horns and struck him with it until he lay prostrate. Vomiting blood and profusely excreting stool and urine, kicking his legs and rolling his eyes above, Aristasura then went painfully to the abode of death. The demigods honoured Lord Krishna by scattering flowers upon him. Having thus killed the bull demon Arista, who is the festival for the gopis' eyes, entered the cowherd village with Balram. After Aristasura has been killed by Krishna, who acts wonderfully, Narad Muni went to speak to Lord King Kamsa. The powerful sage of godly vision addressed the king as follows. Now the story of Aristasura ends over here. Now starts a new chapter. So far we have been hearing about Krishna as a child. Now we are going to hear his other glory where how he goes to you know, Mathura and there how he kills his uncle. We are going to listen to that. So first let us come till the part of Aristasura and what actually happens. Now remember he is the bull. He is a ferocious bull. And the ferocious bull when he tramples the entire you know average bhumi, what happens? All the cow herds and everybody get upset. The cows are also very upset. And the way he rampages all over the place now these stories have been abridged remember this these stories are very very huge but they have been cut short so that you get an understanding you get a gist of what is being mentioned over here <clears throat> these stories have been cut down into just 10 lines 15 lines that's it beyond that we don't have much idea about this but just for our understanding let me put it this way that in our world which is the Vrajbhumi our entire body, our being, where the Lord resides. The Lord is residing in this Brajbhumi. Okay? It is called the Holy Land. Now, Holy Land is our own being, our own being. The moment we feel holy about it, the moment we feel nice about it, it is a Holy Land. But the moment you feel bad about it, it is bad. Now, look at it from this point of view. You see, in India, in the villages, they use cow dung. They use cow dung and clean their house. Clean the house with the cow dung. After they, you know, remove the kachra, what they do is, these are mud, 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 mud floors. They take cow dung and then they wet it and then they put it all over the place. Right? Now, in our world, we consider it as a holy and we use it for for, for the purpose of keeping the whole place sanitary, cleaning the whole place up. So the house becomes clean by applying it all over the place. 
now think about all the westerners or the people those who do maybe hindus but those who follow the english path or the western path ask them to pick up cow dung in their hands you think they will pick up cow dung in their hand just just give them just a tap of it you know they will want to go and take a bath first and foremost they will use sanitizers hand sanitizer oh my god oh my god it's so dirty okay they will use hand sanitizers after that they will go to the bathroom and wash their hands with so many do you, you know that uh, disinfectant god no what do you call that uh, detol vetol all those things they will wash their hands in why because it is non it's not sanitary it's very dirty cow dung cow dung it is so for them cow dung is bad for us cow dung is holy there are two differences we use cow dung for the purpose of even baking i am sure you know if you gone to the village yeah. we call it sheni sheni you know we bake it outside in the sun then we break it and put it in our hearth all right and after that whatever is the dust that comes out of it is then used for cleaning vessels also how many things are there but the same thing is used by the westerners as a dirty thing i mean they don't use it sorry again we use in our those who know uh, agriculture those who really know agriculture what we do is we use cow dung and most of the dung from all the animals that is that uh, you know bakri and gai yeah, everybody manure as manure for the it's a natural manure all right especially the goats manure is used for growing rose plants i i don't know whether you know about it the rose plants grow grow very well but the same thing when it is looked by people abroad they say it is dirty there is horrible there is this there is that sir from the same shit we have come and from the same shit we are going to go to okay and yet we are so bothered about it then that uh, it, it, that is western culture and western civilization this chapter in the last so many chapters in india today there is a very big revolution happening is about gau mata ha ah? gau mata cow cow so no slaughtering of cows but you know unfortunately we do, we indians are the same people who send 17000 cows per day to a country next door which is called bangladesh for slaughtering them 17000 cows are sent every day to bangladesh to slaughter them for the western civilization to eat them i don't know how this is uh, this is a very terrible thing from our uh, you know from the spiritual or the religious point of view but that is done we produce approximately 100 million liters of milk okay 100 million liters of milk is three times the milk that is produced by the united states and seven times the amount of milk produced by china we are seven times bigger in milk production than china do you really know about this nobody knows about these statistics and in india we use cows for the purpose of milk and so many things the point which i am trying to make is this in vrindavan 
or in Rajabhumi. <coughs> the cows are housed in very big goshalas. But in today's day and age, cows are treated like commodity. They are housed in very small places and if I have to show you the videos of cows, the way they are milked and the way they are treated, you wouldn't want to see because we treat them in a very inhuman manner. So coming back to our story, I don't think this is the right ground for me to tell you, but just for understanding purpose, we drink milk. We don't even know how that milk is coming and where it is coming from. Though we produce 100 million litres of milk, but yet there is so much of adulteration done. Milk is adulterated by powder, flour, urea. You know urea? Urea is that artificial um, thing that you manufacture in the fertilizer companies. You take urea, little bit of it (coughs) and put water in it. It becomes cloudy and white like milk. And instead of milk, they will make take half of milk and half of urea and pour in it. And in India today, this kind of adulteration is done of milk. So think about it. Milk is getting adulterated. We are the largest producers of milk in the world. And so, and yet so many problems are there. Nobody understands them and nobody cares for it. We are bothered about saving people in Africa and uh, you know Somalia and Uganda and all those places. But in our own country, we have a problem. Nobody knows about it. I mean, hardly anybody understands it. We are talking about world problems. So, coming back to Aristasura. Aristasura, now I I think you understood what I was trying to tell you. You know, we are such arrogant people. Right? We don't want to listen to anybody. Arrogance is in our blood, you know, I don't give a shit, I don't care, I don't want to know. Our own problems are there, but we don't want to know them. We don't care, we trample our own people. We trample our own people, the bull amongst us. We do not care for all the cows amongst us. We want to trample and we want to... See what was mentioned over there, I don't know whether you you saw the words, it said that the babies, you know, they also fall down, they miscarriage. What does miscarriage of babies mean? Miscarriage of justice. You understand, miscarriage of justice. We don't, we think somebody else is doing this wrong in some other place and what is being done here is okay. We don't care about the way we live. So it is very very important that we live in a very very proper manner. Think about the problems at home. Solve them for yourself. Why do you have to go somewhere and try to fight the world somewhere outside? Your own house has a problem. Your own land has a problem. There are so many things. Even if we take up just the cow, you know the cow issue, We can solve so many issues, so many problems in our world. But we are not interested. We are looking for fossil fuels. What fossil fuels? If you have so many million cows, you can definitely (laughs) have a lot of things over here, here itself, isn't it? 
So you get the fuel, you get the milk, you get the everything literally. I was I was in one place recently and I was uh, talking about having a goshala. And uh, when I was speaking about having a goshala, the person says to me, how can I have the goshala when people are not even interested in working? And do you know how much it takes to feed a cow? During Krishna's time, no, it didn't cost anything to feed a cow. It required just one gala, one gopi, who would take 100 cows out for grazing. Cows do not eat trees. Okay? They eat grass. I am sure you know this. Grass is not eaten by any other animals. You know, like the tiger doesn't eat grass. Human beings don't eat grass. So, grass which is growing in the grasslands can be eaten by the cows. Right? Why is the cow eating plastic nowadays? Because we love plastic. You know, everything comes in plastic. Chips are coming in plastic. This is coming in plastic. That is coming in plastic. And we love plastic so much. So, nowadays the cows are dying because they eat plastic and all kind of nonsensical stuff. But let us say we have grasslands. The cow can go and graze in the grassland. There are lots of Indian farmers who don't even make 100 rupees a day. If they have cows, the cows can gra- you know, graze in the grasslands. They can be milked later on. We can have a healthy ecosystem. And the question about paying money for the grass. What grass? Sir, hay. H-A-Y, hay. Hay as the remains of you know, after harvesting, after harvesting what is left behind is normally used for some other purpose that can be used as hay. So, where we have an agro-economy, everything is recycled. Have you seen? Everything is recycled. That means the grains are eaten by human beings, the hay is eaten by animals, the grass is eaten by these and these same cows and all that. The cows are giving us milk and the dung and the urine and all those things that is used in the ecosystem again. Right? So, look at it from that point of view. Sugar. When we make sugar, we use animal bones. You know, charcoal made from animal bones for giving sugar white color. The white color which comes in the sugar, I am sure those who have seen good, good means jaggery. Jaggery is brown in color, no? So, what they do is, they pass the jaggery, after it is melting, they pass it over bone charcoal. The bone charcoal comes from our cows, by the way. Cows and other animals, okay? From the slaughterhouse they get, no? From all the animals that are slaughtered, their bones are used and they are half burnt. They are made into coal and this coal has the property of removing the color from this jaggery and then it becomes liquid. That liquid of no color, colorless liquid. And and the colorless liquid is then when it crystallizes it becomes white in color. So sugar actually doesn't have color. Now let us take glass of water and then take one spoon of sugar and mix in it. Does it have color? No. No color. That is because sugar is actually colorless. 
Sugar is colorless, but because it is crystalline, it is white in color. So there is little science for you. <laughs> science of sugar, sugar cane juice, and so many things, you know, cows and buffalo. So arrogance. We are such arrogant creatures, we don't care for other people's feelings, we don't care for other people, we don't care for what others say. We are so focused in our world. Nay, may jo bolta hu, wo purva disha. You understand what it means? If I say this is east, this is east. So this kind of arrogance is there in people. That is that Arista Sura in us. And how does Krishna kill him? Catches hold of him, pushes him 18 steps. First. Right? First, when you meet Arista Sura, when you meet an arrogant person, to bring down his arrogance, you have to first push him behind. Because everybody has a weakness. The moment you provoke this person, he will again come back to you charging. Because his arrogance grows. He becomes very angry. He sees red in front of him. So he becomes more and more arrogant and wants to come and destroy you. Then Krishna, the the divine consciousness within us, the goodness within us. Krishna is all about goodness. The goodness within us can stop the demon, can stop this arrogant person by being kind and nice. Okay? Now, I don't know whether you remember, in one of the, again, I love films, so I am telling you about films. <laughs> so, in one of the Munnabai films, you know, that Munnabai film where Gandhiji is shown. Gandhiji. So there is one scene where the person from the top story, whenever he comes to the middle story, he always eats pan. So he spit thuk like that, you know, on the door of this person who stays on the middle story and goes away. So when Munnabai is asked, what to do of this person? So he says, you don't do anything. Clean that spittle, you know, from the doors every time. And someday the person will understand. So arrogant persons, you should never try to provoke the person more. Don't try to provoke the person more. Try to be nice to that person because a person is an idiot. You understand? An arrogant person or a person who is a stupid person is an idiot. Doesn't want to listen to reason. No reason. Nobody wants to reason to reason. You know, when you have an arrogant person in front of you, that person loses reason because he wants No point in trying to, you know, change that person's mind. So first, don't try to change the mind of that person. Alright? Try to be nice to the person and very kind to the person. First, he's going to spit more on you. Later on, after many, many, you know, times after the water has flown, you know, the thing becomes round. Stone becomes round. Someday in life the person will understand that you are not his enemy, and that you are his friend and he will change his attitude, hopefully. Our attitude always has to be, we cannot change the person who is arrogant, angry, you know, like a bull, trying to charge at you every now and then. Okay. We all classify Taurians as that, by the way. Arista Suras. (laughs) 
doesn't mean that the Taurians are bad. It only means that arrogance is a characteristic of most of the Taurians. But it is just Western astrology. Don't bother about it. Human beings are otherwise also arrogant. So don't go after arrogant people like that. You have to just give them a little bit of love and try to listen to their bullshit. You understand bullshit? They are bulls, no, after all. We have to listen to their bullshit and keep quiet and just be our good self. So, Aristasura can only be subdued with his own singa. Means what? Ego. Ah, he's got two like this, no? So, we remove one of them and with that only you can put it in his head. What, what does it mean? The, the person who has this kind of an arrogance and ego or whatever is one day anyway going to fall down with his own singa, with the own ego that he has on his head. Right? And Krishna is the good consciousness within us. We have to just try to help this person one, someday to learn. We can't push that person otherwise. So we come to the next story now. <laughs> I hope you understood. After Arisasura has been killed by Krishna, who acts wonderfully, Narad Muni went to speak to King Kamsa. That powerful sage of godly vision addressed the king as follows. Now, Narad Muni's job is what? Narad Muni's job is to ensure that the progression in the story happens. We always think that he is a chamcha, you know. Our Hindi may bolte chamcha admi, idhar ka udhar, udhar ka udhar. But sir, please understand, if there was no chamcha in Hindi films, the film will not progress. Then only hero heroine will dance at the beginning of the film and the end of the film. Nothing will happen. Huh? No villain, nothing will come. So now villain has to come. So you need somebody who is going to bring the villain so the pro- story produce, proceeds further. So now Narada, he is gone to Kamsa. What does he do? So, <coughs> So when he goes to Kamsa, he says to him, where is the line? Yashoda's child was actually a daughter and Krishna is the son of Devaki. Also Ram is the son of Rohini. Out of fear, Vasudev entrusted Krishna and Balrama to his friend Nanda Maharaj. And it is these two boys who have killed your men. So we here we have Narada who is giving the right perspective to the story. So far the story was that Krishna is a coward. Cowherd, not coward. Ah, coward, we are cowards. Krishna is a cowherd. One who herds cows. The head of the cows. So, <coughs> what happens to him? Now Narada is telling him, see, you think Krishna is the son of, uh, you know, Vasudev? Uh, sorry, sorry, he is not like that. That's the other way around. Uh, sorry, Nanda Maharaj. He says, Rama is the son of Rohini. That is Balram. Alright. Yashoda's child was that girl. Remember? Uh, Yogamaya. And Krishna is the son of Devaki. So he is putting the whole thing back in perspective. So that you don't do anything wrong. So that is the reason why Asudev picked up the son and went and put it in the place of this girl. So, now 
Krishna is the one. Krishna and Balram are is the one who has been killing all your asuras. Upon hearing this, the master of the bhojas became furious and lost control of his senses. He picked up a sharp sword to kill Vasudev. So, the bhoja king, Kamsa, he gets very angry. He says, oh my god, this is deception. I have to do something about it. So he says, I will take my sword and I will kill Vasudev. That is the fellow who did all these things. But Narada restrained Kamsa by reminding him that it was the two sons of Vasudev who would cause his death. Kamsa then had Vasudev and his wife shackled in iron chains. After Narada left, King Kamsa summoned Kesi and ordered him, go kill Rama and Krishna. Kesi is a demon again, one more demon. The king of the Bhojas nest called for his ministers, headed by Mustika, Tanura, Sala and Toshala and also for his elephant keepers. The king addressed them as follows. Now the king is taking charge and he is saying, now I have to keep bring an end to this nonsense that was that has been happening for last so many years now. My dear heroic Chanura and Mustika, please hear this. <clears throat> Rama and Krishna, the son of Anaka Dundubi, that is Vasudeva, are living in the Nanda's cowherd village. It has been predicted that these two boys will be the cause of my death. When they are brought here, kill them on the pretext of engaging them in a wrestling match. Now these two guys are very strong, powerful. So what does what does Kamsa do? He tells his two guys, he says, see, do one thing. When we get them over here, ask them for a friendly match and kill them. Right? Erect a wrestling ring and many surrounding viewing stands and bring all the residents of the city and the outlying districts to see the open competition. You elephant keeper, my good man, should position the elephant, Kovalya Pida, at the entrance of the wrestling arena and have him kill my two enemies. Commence the bow sacrifice of the Chaturdashi day in accordance with the Vedic injunctions. In ritual slaughter, offer the appropriate kind of animals to the magnanimous Lord Shiva. Now, you are seeing Kamsa, who is the king of this, anyway, the demonic king, who has the control over the demons, is using Vedic injunctions and Vedas and the Shastras to do all kinds of sacrifices. So now you will wonder, that is godly thing, isn't it? To use the Shastras and the Vedas and to do prayers and do sacrifices and everything mentioned in the Vedas, isn't it? So why is this villainous person doing all these things? The villainous person is doing all the activities which human beings also do. They also go and pray to gods, goddesses, don't they? So if if you actually look at it, what is it that is the difference between them and us then? We also go to some temple, we also perform sacrifices, we also do all kinds of, you know, things that we address to the gods, we give them, uh, you know, different, different stuff like, say, flowers, we bring them, peda, this, that, so many things, you know, fruits, God knows, all these things, don't we also offer them? We also do all kinds of stuff. 
So then does it mean that we and the demons are one and the same or what? The difference is this. Any person who asks God for any benefit of any kind or does the prayer with an absolute purpose of getting something in return that is the demonic path do you get what I am saying when you do any sacrifices when you go to any temple when you go to any places of worship and you offer something with an intention of getting something in return that is demonic in nature so Kamsa is performing sacrifices so that he can kill Krishna when you want to kill the goodness in you you will go to the temples and these different places and perform different sacrifices so that you can get benefits the true God is killed you want to kill the true God that's actually what you are doing and only demonic propensities are going to be there with you did you get it and they are going to do it to Shiva Shivji now all these are only demigods everything in this world that we see as we go to some temple somewhere and pray they are all called demigods demigods means half god they are not actually god they are qualities they are basically powers which have been kept in the world so when you want power you put the switch on no okay now let us say you want power now power has gone in your house you want power so what do you do you have a small generator at home correct you put little bit of petrol or kerosene in it and then you start it then the power comes back isn't it exactly so when you go to the temple what are you giving you are giving this petrol or kerosene to god sir Take this little petrol I have given. What petrol bale to amare ye isme hai na moody bolte hai paisa. Bale how much? 101, 1001, 10,001 or whatever. We give a little bit of petrol to that God. So, He gives us little power in our house. Isn't it? That's what we do. So, there is no need. When we have one sun God over there outside, why you want to bother about this petrol and all these things? Isn't it a waste? So, coming back to this. So, what happens? Kamsa is now doing something. What does he do? He is telling everybody, Okay, you take your position, you take your position. So, he is told these two demons, You are supposed to fight a wrestling match. Then he tells the head of the elephant fellow, Okay, you put your elephants over there. The worst kind of elephant. So that when Krishna and Balrama comes in, They can get crushed. Before that, let us do all the pujas and keep all the things ready. Because we are anyway going to do sacrifices, not two. Rama and Krishna, Balrama and Krishna, we are going to sacrifice. So let us, before that, let us do all these things. My dear Akrura. Okay. <coughs> Commence the bow sacrifices on the Chaturdashi day in accordance with the relevant Vedic injunctions. In ritual slaughter, offer the appropriate kind of animals to the magnanimous Lord Shiva. Having thus commanded his minister, Kamsa then called for Akrura, the most eminent among the Yadus. 
Kamsa knew the art of securing personal advantage and thus he took Akurura's hand in his own and spoke to him as follows. My dear Akurura, most charitable one, please do me a friendly favour out of respect. Among the Bhojas and the Rishnis, there is no one else as kind to us as you. So what do you do? If you want to do something really terrible and bad, first you send the ambassador, the one who knows both the sides properly. You see, ambassador is always a trusted person. Right? So when the ambassador is the one who is trusted, but think about it, the ambassador comes from one country and goes to the other country and he tries to tell them, see, I am an ambassador. I have come with this particular thing. And what is actually bought by the ambassador? It is falsehood. There is no truth in it. So, he is telling Akrura, now you got to go and do this. Gentle Akrura, you, you always carry out your duty soberly and therefore I am depending on you. Just as powerful Indra took shelters of the Lord Vishnu to achieve his goals. Please go to Nanda's village, where the two sons of Anakadundumbi are living and without delay bring them here on this chariot. So Vasudev's two children are staying in that place. Do one thing, bring them over here. Okay. But how is Kamsa addressing him? He is addressing him very nicely. Now you have to give confidence to this ambassador. Otherwise the ambassador is not going to work for you, isn't it? So you tell the ambassador, the ambassador is supposedly a very neutral person. Actually there is no neutrality as far as that person is concerned. Everybody is biased in this material world. Please let me tell you this much. There is nobody who is absolutely neutral. A neutral person is that who is not concerned with good or bad also. No, the ambassador is bothered about the goodness. He says, my country's goodness is very, very important. So I have to go there as an ambassador to this place and bring the peace. He wants peace. The demigods who are under the protection of Vishnu have sent these two boys as my death. Bring them here and also have Nanda and other cowherd men come with gifts of tribute. So now the king is ordering his people, Akrura also, now you go and do this. After you bring Krishna and Balram, I will have them killed by my elephant, who is as powerful as death itself. And if by chance they escape, then I will have them killed by my wrestlers, who are strong as lightning. When these two have been killed, I will kill Vasudev and all their lamenting relatives, the Vrishnis, the Bhojas and the Dasharas. Wow, what a great plan. Seems like this plan is already in motion some some parts of the world. Yeah, isn't it? In some parts of the world, this plan is already in motion. People are saying, okay, we have to do this, we have to kill these people, this people, this people, this people. I will also kill my old father, Ugrasen. He is also going to kill his father, who is greedy for my kingdom. And I will, king his, I will kill his brother Devaka and all other enemies as well. I don't want to have any enemies with me. Anybody who is against me, I am going to kill that person also. Isn't it? Then my friend, this earth will be free of thorns. So if you kill all your enemies, then the earth will be free of thorns. Does it ever happen like that? I mean, I don't know whether it actually happens. But 
A person always lives in delusion. I will be the leader, I will be, I will kill this and I will do that and it's a terrible thing. My elder relative, Jarasandha, and my dear friend, Vivida, are solid well-wishers of mine and so are Sambara, Naraka and Bana. I will use them to kill all those kings who have allied with the demigods and then I will rule the earth. So now he has made a grand plan. First he has to kill those who are going to kill him. First he has to kill Krishna and Balram. After that he has to kill their parents. Then his own father because his father might take over the kingdom. No. So he has to kill his father and then his brother. So but he is now creating his own army. Then who is going to support me? Oh, this one will support me, that one will support me, that one will support me. So he is now creating his support group. Right? I think we have seen this in so many films of ours, no? Like this. I will kill this, I will kill my support group is Yes, boss, there are a lot of Godfather film mein bhi dekha tha. Hey na? I think the same story is repeated all our lives. So, so his plan is very great. So he says, I will kill this one, that one, that one and now I have so many supporters. Hmm. And what these supporters are going to do? They are going to ensure that these supporters are going to be working with me. Now then you understand my intentions. Please go at once and bring Krishna and Balram to watch the bow sacrifice and see the opulence of the Yadu's capital. So Akrura is telling, Akrura is being told by Kamsa, now you do one thing, now you go very fast and get Krishna and Balram from there. And when you get them, tell them I am going to do this bow sacrifice and that everybody is invited. So invite everybody, including his father, mother and everybody, no foster parents. Call everybody, the whole village has to come. Yes, and I have built this big arena so that everybody sees that how Krishna and Balram are getting killed. In front of their eyes when I kill them, then they will bow down to me. The rest of the people. But before that I am going to kill all these people who are against me. So he has made this very grand plan and then he has told Akrura, now you go and get these guys. Sri Akrura said, O king, you have expertly devised a process to free yourself of misfortune. Still, one should be equal in success and failure, since it is certainly destiny that produces the result of one's work. Akrura is a smart fellow. He has, he has learnt a little bit of, you know, naturally he has learnt the Vedas and the Shastras and the knowledge, the true knowledge is there. So he says, you know, people, you know, what people do, we try our level best to what we are supposed to do. How do we true? We say, okay, I am going to do this so that I can get that. But the biggest spoke in the wheel is what, you know, destiny. You can think of whatever you want to. You can think like just a few days ago, going to the embassy and thinking that you will get the visa. Supposedly so easy task. But no. Getting visa is difficult. In the last three days, the newspapers are filled with the reports how Indians are being sent back from America. All the students first, 
and then people who have H1B, B1, all those kinds of visas, they are also rejected from the the uh, agency over there and sent back to India. India is a very rich country in terms of knowledge. We are absolutely a powerful nation, but we deride ourselves by thinking that we will go to some country and get knowledge from there. What is most important is, our country is full of, you know, 1.25 billion people and that just a few are sufficient enough to do what we are supposed to do. So when we have these programs like Make in India and all that, I think we can definitely do something about it. Yeah, the one thing that is shortage with us is land. We have lots of people in a small place. And countries like America, Australia, Canada and all that, there is lot of land and very little people. Lot of land and very little people. We know how to live in 100 rupees also. Tell these people to live in 100 rupees, one and a half dollar me make kaisa rehega. Dead dollar me, me kaisa khayega, kaisa piega. 100 rupees me amlo khana khake, breakfast khake, dinner khake, kidar to bhi achi se reh sakte. Ah, hota hai ki nahi hota hai. Amlo kya breakfast bhi milega, do time ka khana bhi milega, aur usme chai bhi milega, aur biscuit bhi milega. <laughs> chai biscuit. <laughs> we can live with 100 rupees, but tell the Americans or one of these people, they can't live with that. In a train, okay, which is meant for say 78 people, one bogey, we can fit in I think 500 people in a bogey. Yeah, you go to these trains, you know, in India, you will find that that one seat will have at least 5-6 people sitting on top of it. The seat may be meant for one or two people or three people, but you will have at least five, six, ten people sitting on that. On the corridor, in the bathrooms, everywhere you will find people are there. So we live like this. <laughs> so our world is like that. We can adjust Madi, everything. But the same is not possible for people abroad. So. As far as your Hyderabad trip is concerned, okay, now Visa God, you want to go and give him something, huh? think about it, are you going to say Visa God please give me US Visa or you will say something else. So very important for uh, Chittis and Padmanabhs of this place, okay. <laughs> US Visa chahiye kya? <laughs> so like that, Akrura is being told. But Akrura is very clear about it. He says, you know, you can do whatever plans you want. Anybody in this world can do whatever plans that they want. But at the end of the day, only that which is destined by the destiny is going to happen. Samaj mein aya? Ye knowledge rakhna bahut zaruri hai. Tum kitna bhi karo. Jo hone ka hai, wo hoega. So you may say, no, I have made the most foolproof designed security system. Sir, if that thing has to be hacked, no, it can get hacked. Whichever, whichever way you think about it. 
does it mean that because it is going to get hacked or because it's going to have problem we should not do illa you have to do what you got to do that means let us say you know <coughs> for all the youngsters over here you can say you know that you are going to get a job in infosys or uh, tcs or one of those places okay suppose now if you don't apply you won't get correct and but it is not destined for you but without applying without going for the interview how do you know whether it is destined for you or not so what you got to do you got to do no i can't see is out of focus <laughs> so <laughs> siddhu maharaj <laughs> after we finish so what is what is important is if you have to go for the interview go for the interview don't bother milega ki nahi milega is a different story but agar test nahi karega to samajh mein kaisa aayega samajh mein aaya ki nahi agar test karke usme poison hai to mar jayega tu lekin test hi nahi kiya kuch kiya hi nahi to hoga kaisa so doing the job is important so attempting it is important so everything has to be done so akrura understands this truth you also have that akrura in you some people don't even want to put their step you know first only they decide mere se nahi hoega main nahi kar sakta i don't think this is possible any which way fairly hone wala hai main kya ko kar raha hu i mean this is how people think so what is what he says in the beginning anyway i am going to fail why should i bother doing it guruji told me you are going to fail or guruji never said you are going to fail guruji will always say go do it <laughs> then learn whether you are going to pass or fail but first you do it no to isliye karna zaruri hai don't blame that he, and waise bhi nahi hoega to main kyun karu प्रयत्नांति परमेश्वर ये मराठी में एक कहावत है प्रयत्नांति परमेश्वर का मतलब प्रयत्न करने से गॉड मिलता है दोज यू ट्राई विल फाइंड गॉड दोज यू लुक फॉर गॉड विल फाइंड गॉड बट फर्स्ट एटलीस्ट लुक फॉर हिम नो बगैर मन देखे बोले वैसा भी गॉड किसी को दिखता नहीं है तो मैं यू आस्क एवरीबडी आज दिस बिलियन पीपल हैव दिस इन गॉड दे विल आंसर नो if they have not seen how do you think i will see i will not get to see so i don't want to i don't even want to try waste of time and money and energy let me sleep so we have our people like that so don't you got to try okay without trying if you get success or not success is not in your hands it is in the hands of destiny suppose you have to try for harvard or ucla or infosys or wipro or cipro or whatever company okay ibms of this world or intels of this world don't say i don't know anyway i am not going to pass usa ka visa milega ki nahi milega tumko kya karne ka hai jaake try to karo wo trial karna tumhara kaam hai mai teen bar gaya visa ke liye teen bar fail ho gaya करेक्ट है ना लेकिन ट्राई तो किया ना आंसर तो बराबर किया इंटरव्यू के लिए कभी जिंदगी में मैंने पैंट शर्ट नहीं पहना लेकिन पैंट शर्ट पहन के गया 
खाली टाई नहीं डाला था दाढ़ी वीढ़ी करके एकदम चिकना बन के गया वो सामने वाले ने देख के बोला ये आदमी बराबर नहीं लगता है <laughs> इसको हटा दो इज द फनी पार्ट वॉज वॉट द क्राइटेरिया इज यू नीड टू हैव मनी यू नीड टू गिव रीजन फॉर कमिंग बैक नो मनी नो रीजन टू कम बैक सर इंडियंस डोंट नीड रीजन टू गो ऑल्सो टू कम बैक ऑल्सो इंडियन लोगों को कोई कारण ही नहीं लगता है हम लोग तो करते रहते हैं वैसे भी सो एंड एनी वे आई लव माई कंट्री मोर देर आई लव एनी अदर कंट्री इन दर्ल्ड सो आई विल एनी वे कम बैक ओनली ना वैसे भी अपने को उधर वो टॉयलेट पेपर से कुछ काम नहीं चलने वाला है उधर भी हम लोग है ना वो टम्बलर लेके जाएंगे सो सो एनी विच में अपने को इंडिया वापस आना ही पड़ेगा ना सो कमिंग बैक टू दैट इज अ जोक बट थिंक अबाउट इट एवरीबडी हैज टू ट्राई सो अक्रूरा इज दैट क्रूर क्रूर मीन्स वॉट क्रूर इज वन हु इज विलनस विलनस यू नो विलनस अक्रूरा इज द वन हु इज नॉन विलनस न्यूट्रल so the neutrality as far as neutrality is concerned so you have akrura who is now going to be the invitee you know who is going to go and invite the people as an ambassador but he understands one thing for sure and this is a very important knowledge we should have whatever has to be will be but we got to do it so don't forget this lesson it's very very important karna hai karna hi hai उसका रिजल्ट के ऊपर नहीं ध्यान देने का करेक्ट कृष्णा सेज इन द भगवत गीता आल्सो वी गॉट टू डू आवर जॉब्स एंड नॉट फोकस ऑन द रिजल्ट्स। सो अक्रूरा इज फोकसिंग ऑन दैट वी इज गोइंग टू डू इज जॉब बट इज नॉट गोइंग टू फोकस ऑन द रिजल्ट्स। एन ऑर्डिनरी पर्सन इज डिटर्माइंड टू एक्ट आउट इज डिजायर्स इवन वेन फेट प्रिवेंट्स दैट फुलफिलमेंट देयर फॉर ही एनकाउंटर्स बोथ हैप्पीनेस एंड डिस्ट्रेस एट इवन दो इन सच अ केस आई विल एग्जीक्यूट योर ऑर्डर an ordinary person is a person who doesn't understand the right and the wrong you know there are 99.99% people in this world are like that why are they ordinary because they are covered by ignorance so what he is determined mai karega dekhta hu kya hota hai and then there are those 1% people who will say nah kuch hone wala nahi hai so it is fate which determines the fulfillment fate destiny everybody's destiny is responsible for fulfilling whether you get it or you don't get it so whether it is going to be happiness or whether there is going to be sadness is all dependent on these kind of things only which is called fate or destiny don't bother about the rest of it subhadev goswami said having thus instructed akrura king kamsa dismissed his ministers and retired to his quarters and akrura returned home so now akrura has been given the task of bringing krishna and balram to mathura so that they can get killed according to the great plan of kamsa but akrura is telling him very nicely he says sir you may do whatever plan you want to but if destiny has destined in a different manner it is anyway going to happen that way only but i have to do my job so i am anyway going to do my job so we got to do what we got to do if we are going to bother about successes and failures things are not going to happen so 
let us do what we are supposed to do and don't focus on the results so we shall end over here all right and i shall see you all tomorrow